Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the podcast with your host, Eric Yoshimoto. Hey. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that wonderful introduction. Uh, welcome to the podcast, everybody. My name is Eric. I am your host. Uh, just want to thank you guys for tuning in. Tuning in is kind of weird to say because it's not radio, so you don't actually tune to it. But thank you for finding it and checking it out. I really appreciate it. Um, this is the first episode of the Get To Be Named podcast. Still have a couple ideas in mind, but not really sure what channels to go through to make sure that they're available. So we're still figuring that part out. But we definitely have a vision in mind for the podcast. And that would be just interviewing or talking to people that I think are interesting open-minded people who have interesting stories about their lives, where they are, where they've been, you know, just people on the streets here in Hawaii. Um, yeah, so, what? It's fine, we just go. It's the a first show. Oh, actually, before we start talking about the first show, I just want to say that this is the probably the fourth time, fourth or fifth time I tried to record this. I was trying to do it by myself earlier and it felt super awkward talking to nobody, but and that's why I'm doing it now with Nicole in the car, so I actually feel like I can talk to somebody. I'm looking at her, but she's driving, but I am talking. And I was told not to look at him, so She can't look really at me because it makes me... me right <laughs> but I think that's, I mean, I'm just being honest and this is where we are in the show. It's our first one. And, you know, we plan to do more of them. And I think it'll get better. This this podcast, this first episode with Kumuhiva is actually the second recording I did. Um, but I'm going to put this one out first because I think it's ready. And when you listen to it, you'll hear that I tried to, you know, start off with one topic in mind. And that was Hula, but we kind of got sidetracked and talked about other things that weren't really what I had planned but I think that went well and it flowed nicer when she could just freeform and it wasn't really restricted and I kind of like that I kind of want that to be the the feel of the podcast for every episode just talking to people geez sorry I gotta just say we're driving and there's a car like blowing out choke smoke out of his exhaust on the freeway but yeah that was a sidetrack but yeah you can expect a lot of those on these podcasts because we're not gonna have any rules we're gonna talk about whatever we want stuff we're interested in stuff the guests are interested in i think you'll enjoy who we have but getting back yeah so this is the first one i hope you enjoy it thank you for listening and keep checking back because we'll have more and hopefully we'll get a legit website up and start plugging stuff. But enjoy the first episode with Kumu Hiva on the Yet To Be Named podcast. Oh 
Welcome everybody. This is another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Eric, and with me today I have Kumu Hiva. Um, can I say the halau name? Sure, sure. Um, halau hula kalehua tuahine um, from... Manoa. Ma- yeah, yeah, yeah. I was almost going to yeah. say Kalihi. Because we're, we're in Kalihi now recording. Technically but in Kalihi, but... Roots is in Manoa. In Manoa, yeah. definitely. And she is a kumu hula. And even... I don't dance hula, but I take some lessons from you. So I would even call you my kumu too. My life kumu, maybe. But, so today, I think we're just going to talk about her journey in hula and music and what she kind of sees for future generations and what she's doing to yeah, spread that love I guess so if you want to take it from there I guess the okay. first thing I would question I can ask an easy one is when or how old were you when you first started dancing hula? Uh, two I was two years old mom my mom who is a uh, who is now uh, her name is Ipolan Ivan, but she's actually a, a kumuhula as well. We graduated together in 2006, which is a cool story. She wasn't really a, a hula hula person, but had you know had some had some training. But um, she fell in love with the culture and um, began taking classes in language, and then and got further into language. Anyway, the point is, um, my mom. My mom encouraged me, or you know, as, as what most Hawaiian parents do, or local people do, is stick their kid in in some kind of activity. Right. And hula was the best fit. You know, uh, my father is a, is a Hawaiian historian slash musician slash uh, keeper of some serious knowledge, <laughs> <laughs> and he's a, a recording artist as well, with Polani Bond. And you know he was at the height of his career. I think it was still growing at that time when I was born. And um, he was actually one of the original members of the Sons of Hawaii. Not a lot of people know that. And then uh, um, anyway, mom, mom and dad decided that I needed to dance hula, so they um, I got lucky and I started out with Kealoha Kalama, who was taught out of Bishop Museum. This is like old school days. Like what? <laughs> I mean, you don't have to say. I want to ask what year it was. You don't have to yeah. give it away if you don't want to give it away. No, that's okay. How old I am, right? Figure it out. That would be seventy-seven around there, yeah. 77, 78. and moved a lo- moved over to. I learned under um, Kimo Olama, uh, Kimo Olama now Kimo Olama Keolana. And you know, when we say these names now, they're like they are. I guess you'd say the gurus of hula now. You know, and um, and to be able to to spot off these names and say that I I trained under them or spent time learning from them is like gem. You know, makes me feel awesome that I got a chance to learn from them, especially now that I'm a teacher. But and then I went over to Chinky Mahoy, spent ten years there, and then Lemomiho, and then May Lobenstein, and then finally finishing as a Kumohula under May Kamamalu Klein. Got a lot of names there. Got a lot of, to me, important names, and those names have names that come before them. So we talk about like genealogy, not just in family, but in hula. That's important to have had have had all of these different traditions kind of embedded in in the hula that we carry on today. 
So yeah, started at two. No, no, that's good. I was just listening and I kind of lost track of what I was thinking of next. But um, so you come from a very long hula lineage. Yeah, I think it's. I think that's neat, and and you know, I can spot off the people that directly that I learned from. But what I think, um, I think I hope for most hula people is that they they go beyond that and they know who who are their teachers' teachers and their teachers' teachers' teachers. And when you get a sense of where those people came from and and how long the hula has been that tie that binds all of these these generations together. Um, and how important our role is in keeping these traditions alive. It's kind of, it, it kind of gives the, the dancer or the teacher uh, a better sense of kuleana. Like it puts more weight behind it. Absolutely. You're not just carrying your name. You're, you're not just putting your hands that... from side to side and just moving right. around. You're not, you know, not dancing to the music on the radio or anything. That's the fun part. But the the spiritual part, the part that keeps you going, is a purpose. Having a purpose. What is the purpose of of, of hula in general? But you know, this is a huge subject. But you know, hula is definitely a lifestyle. Right. Yes. Definitely. I, <laughs> I can agree with that. I think um I think it takes a special person, and I, and we you know we were taught that hula chooses you, and you don't choose it. Um, and it definitely does. And if you are chosen, then it, it is what it is. And um, you hope you hope that the people that come into your life as partner life partners, or you know even your children, that that they have an understanding of how what hula play, what kind of role hula plays. And I really hope that the counterparts or the people who are their partners can can grow from that. And I think Eric, you're like the prime example. <laughs> All the people out there listening. Like seriously, well, it's, <laughs> all the hula girls. It's funny. Switch. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because we were me and Nicole were talking and we were just saying, growing up here, we all had Hawaiiana class in fourth grade, and even then, I never really took it serious, never appreciated it, and kind of growing up, still really didn't until yeah. I met Nicole and joined this hula family and started <laughs> yeah, having, no having more access to it, <laughs> yeah. more. And I mean, I think I, like it comes with I'm being I'm Exposure, older now right? and I know what kind of questions I want to ask and that kind of stuff but back then I didn't really care I just was more concerned about playing with my friends of course. but I feel lucky to be within a group that has those that knowledge that I can if I if I want to I can ask and finally like, yeah. I, I you know I'll be the first to say I, I, that hula is obviously it's the culture it's the history the traditions the legends and it's everything's wrapped up in the hula. I mean, I mean, and I, I can't help but to say, but you know, Kalakaua did coin the phrase "hula is a language of the heart, and therefore the heartbeat of the Hawaiian people." What an amazing, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> amazing choice of words, because it it does speak everything. However, um, beyond that, it's hula is te- teaches us. So you know, the group that we were when we, when I first started to teach, we're not that same group of people. I think that's the the beauty of it is that we've all we're growing together and learning from each other and and because of the experiences that we go through together or the obstacles that we face that's where the learning happens not just for them but for me as well and so I'm learning from my students and I think that's what we're supposed to do you know we're supposed to yeah I agree agree. in life that's what our goal is to support each other and uplift each other to be the best you that you can be I know know (laughs) but it's true it's absolutely true yeah 
Uh, I'm a um, God. I'm, I'm a super firm believer that if we didn't have, if everything was perfect and everyone just danced wonderfully and nobody had drama and the I mean, it'd just be a boring ride and there's no <laughs> and there's no story to tell and that's what hula is 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 telling our our life stories and it is our life that we're going through the the heartache the happiness the the problems you know the solutions it's all, all of that is. It's funny because it just sounds like words right now, but really, if you you know, that's what we feel. We truly feel that way, and the people who who accept hula into their life really allow it, allow it to help us travel our, make our way through life. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is like a family, and I mean, it's like your immediate family within whichever halal you might belong to. Right. And but it's a greater extended family of everybody who's keeping the traditions alive right. through whatever school they came from and whoever they learned from they all the main goal I think of everybody is just to keep the culture and right. perpetuate we talk about that a lot in you know, because um, gee I'm not sure if this is gonna sound controversial but <laughs> you know um, there's always you know when get groups of people groups of people together and you know when think, think about competitions and whatnot, and Hula definitely has its competitions. Um, there can be spaces for negativity, mm-hmm. and and um, but if all of the Kumu Hula in the world and all the Hula people in the world really come to recognize that our our goal is exactly the same across the board, that you know, in in these fun situations where we we get to measure our our abilities and we're judged. For those things but at the end of the day you're right we're, we're perpetuating perpetuating our culture but um it's because of that even playing ground it's because we all come from the same space all come from the same ground and we're all going to head the same direction and our our end result is that we want hula to look like hula 50 100 150 200 years from now and that if we're teaching our students the right things that they in turn will have that same knowledge to pass forward and, and come out, come out, come out. You know? <laughs> I have a question. This one might be, it could be controversial, but how do you feel that, like, like competition-wise, like, in, having hula competitions might have changed hula yeah. over time? Yeah, there's, I, you know, I sat in, I can't even remember what, I sat in on a um, discussion with, this, um, with a couple of heavy-header elders and I think I was very young at the time, still in high school maybe, and I listened to them talk about um, competition. And I thought I really thought that from at that age I thought, oh, they didn't like competition. They didn't think competition was good. But what I got from it was, I heard these kupuna say, competition is good for them. It's good for all of us because it make, it forces us to rise to the occasion, whereas whereas we wouldn't. You know, mm-hmm. that, that the students, the halal, the kumu raise their own bar and try to strive for something higher and I think that there's I think there's so much it's wonderful to have competition for our people and our culture because that means we're just we're, we're soaking it in even more and we're driving it home even more and because of the competitions we have we have more sharing happening happening we get to see what the other hollow are doing if we, without those venues we wouldn't be able to do so you know? mm-hmm. we have those the traditional moments which we really don't have anymore the, the ceremonies and the, those kinds of things where you would see the hula the cultural yeah those kind events, of deeper yeah. things they don't really happen all that often 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Just sharing opportunities for everyone to come to. Yeah. But yeah, so speaking about, I mean, speaking of competitions, I mean, it, it, I think it depends which competitions. I think they're all they're all wonderful. But, they all have you know, their purpose. We got the levels, right? So mm -hmm. you get, when you're reaching up the higher levels of competition, I think um, it becomes, it's a test. It's a, definitely a test of, of will and patience and understanding. It's all of the, all of the emotions you can gather and all of the, the skills and values um, of a group of people, which is really cra a crazy thought. Like it's really crazy to think that I'm gonna gather or 30 whatever people gather together and make this one thing that came into this one person's mind come to life. <laughs> come to life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you said that in one of the interviews. Oh, I did. You know the Mary Monarch video. That's yeah. it's crazy, right? It's, yeah. it's like a who does that? Like, <laughs> Not a lot of people. But so speaking of competition, I don't know if the listeners, they probably won't know this, but you're one of few Kumu who have mm -hmm. the distinction of winning oh. Miss Keiki Hula. Hula. Um, Miss Aloha Hula. Miss Aloha Hula. I'm one of five. There's five of us. And, and then, I really that, didn't and, know that. And then the, and then the Mary, and then to move on to become Mary, a Mary. Kumu. Yeah. And then now with this past year, actually take a... <laughs> A first place win. I know, right? What? <laughs> that's so that, crazy. How did that feel when... Oh. Uh, yeah, go through. That's actually oh, that, a really that's a good that. story. That's actually a really good story. I was there for that. So yeah. I, got, I, know, I know it's a good story. This is, this is so fun to talk about the really backside story because you know, we can't really tell this story to anybody, but... Well, we're going to be telling it to you. We're telling it to you now. This is really what... I mean, seriously, we're this halal from like this totally loving halal that totally like digs each other and loves each other from Manoa like getting our nourishment and our, our, our spiritual guidance from the rains of Manoa and um, and just like kind of like underdog people <laughs> small small young halal that like wanted to just be able to contend with the with the heavy hitters with the big dogs and I think um this is our fourth year. And you know, I, I can imagine like, going there every year and waiting for the results. You know, sitting during the, the award ceremony is probably the worst part of <laughs> the whole journey. It's terrible. Nervous, <laughs> it's, everything. Yeah. It's everything. And, and, and you're on television going through whatever emotion. And um, I, I, I would never say that it felt terrible to not place because it didn't. It, it, it was... It's disappointing to not see, not to have my homeowner be rewarded for their their tremendous work and dedication and sacrifice, and you know, and to see their families be rewarded and and it just spreads, right? So after a couple of years, three years of that, it was like, okay, um, we we'll hope again, we go back again and see maybe maybe this time it'll be different. Um, and I, after the they called the kahiko this year, and I really I think we really did throw it out there on this this Kahiko performance but you know when you look at, at, at what other Halo produced I mean they were so amazing that you how the heck do, do the judges make a decision it's really crazy to think that they even at, I think even the judges couldn't even decide it's based on numbers a, a bunch of numbers calculated together and mm -hmm. and they you come out with the outcome um, but during this <laughs> Mary Monarch after the Kahiko happened and sitting in the stands and just like overwhelmed, super tired, drained, emotionally spent, 
and happy, happy that we finally finished our performance, you just kind of go, God, I don't know if I could do this again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna it's, need a second win for this one. <laughs> I know, and then and then you know they called the Owana and they you know fifth, fourth, third, and you know for guys like us, we're just like at fifth place. If that's not us, you know, it's kind of like, all right, well, I guess we're going to go back to the drawing table and do it better next time. You start telling yourself, well, you know, it is an honor just to yeah, be you're right. like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you start, you start to, to give yourself a couple of pats on the back and say, that's okay, we're yeah. going to do it again next year. But this year, it was, this year after the four years of going and preparation and, you know, I just, I, I thought, to, I leaned over to one of my homana and I just said, oh, I'm not sure if I can do this again. Like, I, just, I wanted to see my students rewarded. You know, like, I, it, it wasn't me, it was them. I wanted to see them feel like their work and what they've, the aloha that they shared, like their real deepest feelings and how they work so hard to be rewarded. And um, so honest to God, fifth, fourth, third, I mean, it was done already in my mind. I was like thinking about all the stuff we had to pack up and, <laughs> and, and how we're gonna get everybody out and where's the cars parked and you know and, and make everybody you know and make sure everybody's safe and so when they call first place I I just I don't know if, if anybody sees the video it's hilarious because the whole world around me jumped up and I literally buried my head between my legs <laughs> and I couldn't I think I had to sit there it was kind of like a little twilight zone moment like is this happening? But I think even too, what was because I think it, what they normally do is they'll call the names of the halals when they're announcing the winner. Right, yeah. right, right. So right. everybody and everybody's all waiting for yeah, halal, halal hula. Most most halals start with hula halal, not halal hula. So everybody. No, most most of them start with halal hula. Really? There's a, we can talk about that all another right. time. But that's, I, yeah, I, I remember them saying that. So they're listening for that, but they didn't call the halal name. They yeah. called your name. I know, right? So when everybody heard that. They're like, oh. <laughs> and, and then, then they, they had said, the rest yeah. of the name. Yeah, and it was crazy. I remember I was I wasn't sitting with you guys on the back bleachers. I was sitting, um, kind of like where we were the first year, like so I could get shots. In the, of the audience, stage. in the audience. Because I was I was preparing myself to get those shots of you guys walking up. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Every year I was like, hey, you know, they're gonna call their names. So I'm just gonna be here. Yeah. But yeah. it was funny. So like like you're saying, they called fifth, fourth, third, and I don't know who they were, but there was two girls sitting behind me. And after they called the third place name, I think it was it was somebody who I mean usually places like the first like really good every year. Yeah. And I heard them say like, "Whoa, so who's first and second? I never. And I was thinking like, "Oh yeah, like, yeah. like oh, who's man, it gonna be? It? Yeah, it's gotta be us, right? No, <laughs> just wait. No just way. Wait and see. You'll see. They're gonna call us. But that was a crazy moment to yeah share oh, that. Oh yeah, I could I I. Ugh. So after. You, they call your the, your name and you go up there. What is it like after? Do you have to do all like the interviews and go on like you know that kind of thing? Can I just first say like the the walking to the stage? I, I it's really surreal because I can I, I really that was in the middle of the one of those deep the deep <laughs> cries. You know the one you can't really, uh, yeah. ugly so cry like, face a, and all. Yeah. Full on <laughs> ugly cry. I I couldn't get a breath out and I had a, like a bouquet of roses a bouquet of gardenias in my hand. <laughs> shout out to, shout out to Kumola. <laughs> but um, I had all these um, gardenia, and I was just like trying to make it to the stage. And I just remember going down those little stairs, up, going and walking towards the ramp, and thinking, "Holy beep! 
I can't believe I'm walking on this stage. And I'll, and that and that these girls are walking behind me. And that whoever is up here is also representing everybody who has anything to do with Hala Hula Kalehua Tuhine. And we're representing everyone, their families, their husbands, their it children. Was a, it their, was a win for the entire It halal. was a win for the hollow. Anybody who was wearing that shirt. Yeah, or know, whoever right? wears that shirt. Sure. Ever, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was intense. Yeah, um, yeah the, the follow-up was crazy. And then uh, then to, to well, add actually, to that, we, yeah, we should was the get overall. Back to, yeah, we should get back to that. So they took first place in Awana. Yeah. And then they have the overall rankings. They have the overall winners, <laughs> and then <laughs> so yeah, they have the that. overall. So after everybody's still like in shock and we sitting were still there, like, like giggling and um like, and trying to trying to behave, you know, like we're like because we're I'm really like out of our life, out of our minds. And you're still on TV, you know. Like, <laughs> so I literally, I was like, okay, it, I could have just partied all year off of fifth place, right. whatever. So uh, to make it first place, and then they started calling overall, and I had just zero ever zero thinking that there would anything having to do with us in the overall. Did you kind of just stop listening already? Yeah, I I, 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 I totally the... didn't. I, I wasn't listening at all. And, um, and then they called. I heard them call my name again, and I was like, "What the hell did we just win? I have no idea." And then I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And you know what was great was. I was so stoked that my that that meant that win meant that my the kahiko the, all the girls that danced in the kahiko won. Yeah, you know, and right. it was like yes, it was so better bittersweet. It was so awesome. Um, and then you know I don't know whoever watches the video. I just cringe every time I watch it. Me going onto the stage to collect it and thank God for my little daughter Kahula who saved me because I would have made a total A of myself, you know, like walking off the stage not knowing. But you know, just in my defense, I've never won an award at Mary Monarch so I don't know what to do. It's my first time. <laughs> I've watched it a million times but obviously didn't pay attention. I think it's going to be one of those Mary Monarch moments that everybody remembers. Oh yeah. <laughs> remember uh, that yeah, Kahula forgot her, her prize and her daughter had to say, Mom, you forgot your thing. Oh my God. But yeah, the, the follow-up is um, a lot of interviews, you know. Um, and how was that? that was um, it, it's just, you know, it's me telling this story, a later version of this story, <laughs> that, you know, with ultimate humility, we're just, we're totally humbled by the experience. And I, I, I for one, never want to lose that. Like, I never want to get to a point where they're calling our name, you know, if that ever happens in the future, that we're just like, yay, and, you know, and walking up, you know, I want us mm -hmm. to be, like, feeling that way all the time, that it was um, hard work, and that anybody could have had that, and we always are appreciative, because I know that it can turn like that, you know, you get Ma'a to the same, same routine, or you get to that space when you're just so awesome, and I give, and I throw it up to all those guys who are, you know, there's, there's a, a big, um, a number of hello that are that are consistently consistently placing at Marymount are consistently winning and they you know I got to commend them because they reinvent themselves every year and and can do it to an exit at an excellent level and that's something to be said about our people and our culture you know that it can be done yes yeah, actually I was thinking about that like when it comes to getting ready for Mary Monarch, you start looking back through old chants and stuff like that, and song stuff, melee for what you're gonna use, and 
you might find something that maybe nobody really looked at or thought about for a long time and it can yeah. bring it back to life in that way and yeah. you know what I mean everybody like, oh, yeah there's that one song that we yeah. didn't hear in a long time that's what we did yeah we totally did a, a um, this year I picked a melody out of, like, out of the newspaper mm-hmm. somebody uh, what actually the lady in waiting to Kapi'olani and Kalakaua um, she wrote she wrote this and I think it was probably it was right at the uh, at the time of um when um, Kalakaua was like trying to make business moves over in Kauai and trying to make a lot of change happen and there there are people who were concerned about when the tides when the tides are changing mm-hmm. we have to be more alert and aware and um, it was a cool it was a really cool piece because it had a, it had it had love and it, it was the full-on story it was like the love appreciation and then and then a little drama kind of woven into the poetry which is really cool so that's how we did it and how did you find that the the newspaper where did you um they well you can you can you can access it online too there's a, a lot of they they've um uh actually is that the one at the when you guys had your thing and they made that announcement about looking for volunteers Those are, that's one of them like, that's yeah. what there are quite a few sites but um where they have it's actually super fun to look like, through copy the digital of the actual yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. preserving they're looking to preserve those newspapers it's so i mean to think about how many people wrote mele at that time there was so many haku mele out there like this just your regular average citizen right you know and and it's a testament to the language and and the the people our people's ability the kingdom's people's ability to use our language through poet or poetry, but to tell their story mm-hmm. or, or their meaning or what what their feelings are through mele, and not I, just straight up words or writing letters to the column yeah, or you yeah, know that yeah. kind of thing. It was cool. It came out in in poetry, just and, and, were they and all, forever. Were yeah. they all kind of like, I guess, current events like on what was kind of happening during those times? Usually, or you know, some you have your you have your people who wrote love love songs for for the, yeah, yeah. the dear one that went away or whatever you know things like that but yeah they, that was their their place to vocalize their feelings and their views and their opinions and it was and that's that's the cool part because you really got to get a sense of where our people were at that time mm-hmm. which is what we should be doing you know we should be doing a lot of our hakumele now our, our writings our writing songs about our present day and you know yeah. hopefully they'll be doing a, it from years from now yeah because there's a lot going on <clears throat> to that you could talk about there's a lot right going now, on. Yeah. There's a lot going on yeah. right now. I mean, in this Aloha Aina movement. Yeah, and, uh, oh, that's a yeah. deep one. Yeah, we could talk about that. Right. I, mean, I don't. I don't know too much about it. You know, I, I think the basic knowledge that anyone has to have is is um, if you are of this land, and I, and I won't go as far to say if, if you don't have the cocoa, but if you are a person that means blood, by the yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> blood. blood. <laughs> I think if you're a person of this land that you 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 get your your vibe from the land that you stand on this aina and it and I truly believe this aina is filled with all kinds of mana but if you are a person of this land then that is aloha aina that mm-hmm. you are you have a relationship with the land and that your kuleana is to take care of it and not not just in the simplest surface forms of taking you know cleaning up and whatever but to do whatever it is to protect it that's, to keep it ours you know that's funny because I've, I've told this story to other people but I remember 
it kind of touching back on that is <clears throat> I was driving behind a car. It was like a big lifted truck, and they had the Defend Hawaii stickers like yeah. huge on the back, and they're all flicking their cigarette butts. Oh, off, I know, right, right, right. Like, right. I, like the easiest thing you could have done yeah. at that point was not throw that cigarette. I know, right? <laughs> Defend I know, the right. land that way, you know. I know right. But oh, I think, there, there's so yeah, there it, it's the the, the full spectrum, and mm-hmm. I think we have very younger people who are kind of riding on the coattails of the of the movement. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think either way. If any of our people, our younger generation of people, are inspired to listen to, I think that's why I think radicals are really good. I think having radical people, or I guess they would call them radical, but people who are who make the noise, it makes people listen. Mm-hmm. And it, whether they're riding on the back with, their, you know, doing this, at, at least for some part of them, for that one instance, they're paying attention to this mm-hmm. issue. Yeah. And then you know, the hope is that the next level would be, yeah, maybe I shouldn't throw that cigarette butt out the window. And then I wonder, you know, what this land that I just did that at, where does that What's come from? What's the history of Yeah, it? yeah, and, you know, and then so on and so forth. Or where did my ohana come from? Where's, where's the land that we have now? And, or, and then the larger, the larger monumental um, pieces of land that have extreme historic significance. You know, then they become more interested about those things. So it's really neat to see our, our younger generation at the forefront of okay. these of and it these. is actually I do see a lot of younger yeah. like high school age kids yeah it's a testament yeah. to, to to our to the teachers of yeah. today that means that our teachers are teaching them mm-hmm. yeah and that's that's good so we can't you know I, I can't say oh that's not good it's good no yeah it's good you know it's good it's <laughs> like oh, I don't really know how to word it but just the fact that they're taking an interest at such a young age right these are the kids that are going to grow up to maybe take on the bigger issues because yes. they'll have I feel like the struggles. It's and I feel like kids are I mean not all kids but there's a group of youngsters now that are very much more aware of the BS and the right stuff that's going I'm trying not to swear yeah, too much right, right. <laughs> I could use a lot of words but yeah there's I mean they just seem more aware of the inequality I guess of I well that's all of my yeah, you know yeah. they 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 have to be aware now because now now they're aware that without that connection, if if they choose to use our places for for example Mauna Kea or Halakala, if these if these places are abused, then it would it was not going to be there for the next for the for their next generation the following generations and they won't have that the connection is is um, dwindling, mm. you know and so I think um, that's their Oh, I just lost it. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I think, like, in this age of technology, too, like, people are getting lost and not really connecting to, like, like roots and like, stuff, to the roots. Something tangible and a, a feeling. But I feel also feel at the same time, this technology is, like, making it possible for the word to spread. Yep. I mean, on Instagram, all that social media and stuff like that, you can reach so many people. Well, that's that. our, that's that's the goal. So I think that in a way it can be a, dis- a major distraction for people, but people with the right mind for it can use it as a yeah, tool as to a tool. spread the message, I guess. I, well, <clears throat> whether it's the 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 people at the front line, you know, the our the planners or the the hula people, or you know, it's it, all aspects of of the thriving local community here in Hawaii um, 
it's kind of it, it, it's a it's a system right and but all of that and all of that is based on Ma'ina everything that anybody does including the technological stuff mm-hmm. um, it's all based on this this the life of this land oh my god I'm just gonna the, well, okay, okay. the life of this land is perpetuated in righteousness and, and how we how it is it remains pono and when it isn't then things start to go Get crazy. Alive, yeah, right? yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's so crazy. I think it's, you see that over uh, across every country, where yeah. where people have kind of lost that connection to, to the land. their to the origin, yeah, to their origins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get real controversial now, right? Right. But it, it is. It's. It seems like a lot of the places where, I mean, I, I don't know maybe the proper word, but like the indigenous or the native cult people who were there, whenever a system comes in and takes over that place that's kind of what happens yeah. you know like you look at like in Central America and even in those kind of places in Africa when you know somebody sees something of value mm-hmm. to them they come in and just take 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 yep oh, well and then I think that's the, the neat part is that we recognize that now. Mm-hmm. and, and the it's just a matter of how that. you know and we can through Aloha that that movement you know I, I've, I've heard you know couple couple Aloha and but they are they are they are expressing their beliefs and our and protecting our our interests and our and our kupuna and our traditions and everything mm-hmm. through aloha and it, and it's and that's across my way we can we, it's just a medium right so hula hula is I'm gonna come back full circle no, here and go perfect perfect <laughs> hula is a, hula is, a, is is a definitely a medium for us to do those things so you know whether we're we're presenting mele about about um, about older issues, they're the same issues right. that we have to face today. It's exactly the same, just different time, mm-hmm. you know. And so, um, to to know that some kupuna in the past, that one person themselves had had the had the aloha aina spirit to just come forward and I'm gonna write this mele and I'm gonna have it published and um, and speak their mind that's that's that one person and to think that we have the we have the same ability to take that melee bring a bunch of bunch of minds and dancers together and spirits teach them about that and have them bring that to life on a huge stage presenting that to thousands of people the world, yeah really. <laughs> what a what a cool what a cool way to do it so know? many people come from all over and I mean, I'm assuming yeah, it's people it's streaming who are, live, and so there yeah. we have the technology helping us. Exactly. In in this instance, you know. And the people who are there actually witnessing it will take those things that they got out of that, hopefully, take it back to wherever they're from and kind of right. spread. Because I think this past year they were talking and they had somebody who was there from like Germany or something. I'm and sure. And they're from a halal in Germany. Yeah, it's so, I mean, halal everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's halal everywhere. That one, I mean, I knew it was big in Japan, but I didn't really think. Yeah, it's it, like, it's in, in like everywhere. In the Philippines, Guam, um, Germany. I guess I've, anywhere, I think Mexico. Anywhere Hawaiians have gone, pretty much. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've gone everywhere. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I could go off on that too. You know, um, you know, King Kalako was the first king to ever circumnavigate the globe. Right. Yeah, right, and, yeah. and and he had electricity and he, at the white at the Yolani yeah, Palace before the White House. Yeah. Kalako is certainly was, and and it's fitting that they that Mary Monarch is 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 an honor of him because he was truly the reason why you know I, I think some there are some folks who thought you know he was very extravagant and 
you know, but I think he was a very smart king. And he knew and he, he saw what was happening. And so he and his, you know, there's so many things I think our, um, our ali'i were so akamai. And they, even though, you know, Hawaiian people are real smart. They don't have to, they don't have to say what they're going to do. They're just, they're looking, they're taking everything in and they're going to do it. And that's what they did. So he was smart. He sent, he sent his men to like, go all over the world to learn so that he'd have that knowledge. And then he traveled around the world, met the great ones of all the lands. And, and I, I, I think I, you know, his, his, the melody that he wrote, he was called Kamomi, but he talked about, he said he traveled over many lands and distances to India, far and China, renowned, touched the shores of Africa and the boundaries of Europe, uh, met the great ones of all the lands. But of one thing, one thing that he could boast about is with, um, of, all the, of all the beauties locked within the embrace of these shores, what is more precious than any owned by my fellow monarchs his, is the loyalty of his people. So he was basically saying he could go there and see where, where, they, where he, they rule uh, millions obey their commands. Only a few thousand can he count under his care. But he didn't, he didn't require bodyguards. He could walk, walk amongst the people. Right. You know, without fear and mingle with them, and and I'm getting chicken skin right now. <laughs> every time I every time I I, I think of that melee and just go, like, that's that's a lot. Well, that's true. I mean, you, know, like, you think about it, that in itself. Loyalty. Like, like even like presidents and stuff don't ride out and open after JFK. Yeah, right, I mean, right, right, right. That was like the last one to do it. Now, no, you know what I mean. And right. to be able to walk among your people and know that like I don't have to watch my back. Nobody's gonna yeah. come to get me. Like. You don't have that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, but yeah. So he. It shows he, that I guess it shows that he ruled with love and respect, and more absolutely. than fear and like oppression. Absolutely. Speaking absolutely. of, I guess Kalakaua, we can talk about because he brought back hula. Yeah. It was banned for a while. Yes. For, for I mean, a, a long time. So yeah, was, I guess they're, yeah, the they had their like of secret the societies. Definitely of hula. had. So yeah, hula was definitely underground. But he definitely. <clears throat> He did a lot of things. He, you know, he made he made sure that the kumuliko was, you know, um, kept, and he he wrote a, a book for a called uh, it's called uh, oh forgive me um, hygiene personal hygiene for Hawaiian people. I, I may be mistaken on that title, but basically a book of personal hygiene because he recognized that. Our people needed to, because of all the different influences and and and, and the influx of, of foreigners coming to our land, that they were, they were being, you know, they, that our people were um, dying, mm-hmm. you know, and so he was concerned about how, how to teach them to take care of themselves, and that was, I mean, what that's that's what a king does, yeah. like, and his his um his the crime was. Increase, increase the nation. That's what he, he said to his people. Go out there and make babies. I want you to make babies because he knew that, you know, the prophet, the prophet, you know, we have Al-A'iyah, but the prophet, Ka'ulumoku, said, said he foresaw the demise of the Hawaiian people. And so, um, Kalakaua, knowing and seeing what was happening, knew that he had to do something about it. And so, go make babies, so man. Did he go, <laughs> like, because, I mean, not, he, was, he was more modern king than, like, Kamehameha and oh, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we, at, at that time, you know, he, he, he was of the time. Did he go back and like look at those old prophecies of like you know? Prophet, oh yeah, I mean that's one of the beauties of like they're they're called Nalani Eha, but the, the four royals, you know, they 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 um, we celebrate them because they're they're brothers and sisters. But Kalakaua Like 
Leleohoku and, and Iliuokalani. They're all royals and they're all brothers and sisters. But their talent was, um, they among among many others, but they, they had the gift of poetry as well. But the beauty of their poetry was that they would, within their poetry, they would interweave, uh, uh, weave into them the legends. Mm -hmm. And and so it was, it was kind of a smart way of, of reminding the people little ways like you know um um adding in like things about laka or you know like the mm. like th things of real traditional significance but putting them into their melis that at that time so that the people would remember like that's right that's yeah. that's who we are we identity right yeah, yeah exactly that's kind of identity. What I was let's at, not yeah. forget you know the, the, it, it was really smart so <laughs> so bringing it into the, the bring it into the president right always remembering and I, holding on to where you come from well I think Kauai people in general. I, I'm not gonna say not. I think a lot of cultural people. I think. I think we, for us, it's neat because a lot, the rest of the world they're forward thinking, forward moving. Got to look to the future, 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 and, and we are moving future. But our people look backwards. You know, we look we look to the past to take us forward. We look to them because they knew better than <laughs> they knew better than we did. That that, that original, that foundational thinking and we look to them and we bring them with us forward which is really cool yeah i think a lot of the thing the more ancient cultures that i look into have that also yeah where you, you honor your past the, yeah. you know what look i mean look to the kupuna <clears throat> honor it, them take I mean, care of them yeah you know, if you don't know where you come from, from you, you know, never know where yeah, you're never know where you're gonna Gina, go <laughs> only see you, the older you get the, the sayings just keep coming up and going oh i get it now this, you know? is, this is going to be the podcast of, of quotes. Right. Oh, that. You know, I think you should do it. We should do one of those. That that'd be really cool. Have, have, have we, a. <laughs> we were talking all kinds of ideas. Have them organized by like yeah. you know, subject matter. Otherwise, it could just be. <laughs> but this, be I think that's the fun thing of this podcast form podcast format, is that you can just kind of start with something and go. Go on you and on. Yeah, we kind of got off the hula subject, no, yeah, but, but kind of came back around to it. It's all still in related. Relevant. Yeah, it's all relevant. Well, I think the last thought was I, that I, I keep trying to... I hope I never stop, you know, sharing this with my home on them. And, I, and it, sometimes I think some people will think, well, it's redundant. You have to keep, you know, it's monotonous over and over again. You keep saying it, keep saying it. But I, I have to keep saying it mm -hmm. because I, because there's always a new ear, always one person who missed it, and always one more person who needs to hear it one more time. But hula is definitely a feeling, and if you if you haven't if you're not allow yourself you don't allow yourself to to feel or feel things mm -hmm. you can't hula, and then and there is there's in that is life right. And I think as you grow, I mean, even for in hula and in life in general, as you mature and you learn more, certain even if you hear the same thing you might have heard a few years ago, it might. Um, resonate with you a different way in, exactly in, in this time and you might get more out of it you might you might spark right. something else so I think it, and that's why we're always evolving right right and, and that's the struggle it's like okay as we evolve as a people with all the different influences we have to work harder to keep people looking like Hula. so mm -hmm. and there and there and we bring the, the past forward we right. bring the past forward but we still try to evolve and change and change and still look still look like Kauai people right. still look like Hula still, mm -hmm. You know? Have it be recognizable uh, as yeah, Hula. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a task. Yeah. Is that yes. what you're trying to... Yeah. I, I, you still want to be innovative and creativity and all, you know, you get... It's, it's exciting. Hula gets really exciting when you get to see things in your mind that 
you think up in your head and then you try to get someone to do it and, and then they do it and you go oh no this is gonna be exciting and then and, and then you have to tell yourself okay it, if I do this will this if this is seen by so-and-so somewhere far away will they go oh that's what cool is you know some funky move some funky move that maybe doesn't necessarily come from a traditional space so there's there's definitely a fine line that we kind of kind of stay inside because we owe it to our people right you're not going to be busting out like a yeah. backflip or something right or moonwalking on <laughs> yeah, the stage right. you know yeah <laughs> but still trying to do you think like because i your dances are a little more technical than some of the other ones I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With yeah. all the footwork, and is that kind of... I think that's my thing. Attributed to that, like trying to innovate and do something new and exciting. And stay at So it's like almost like combining two traditional moves to make a new-ish thing. Yeah. 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 I'd, I'd say that. I'd say that. I'd say that. I'd say that I'm trying to stay in the box, though. But I think, I think sometimes I take a little... Um, take a risk here and there. But... But... But yeah. Well, that's the schools you the, yeah, well, well, <laughs> but the that's schools okay. you come from are were they more focused on tradition? Uh, you know, like, I, they... that's a cool question. But the the two main the two main foundations that that kind of make me who I am are one that comes from the Long family in, in Maui, and that's um, Auntie Mae Lobenstein and um, and her Ohana, the Long Ohana. They have a distinct style of hula. And um, and then, you know, at my later part of life, before graduating under Auntie Mae Klein, she comes from Maiki, who comes from Lokalia Montgomery, you know, and it just, there there is a long lineage as well there, but two di completely different styles of hula. And so I believe that I am I am a fusion of these two styles of hula, equally looking like hula. Mm -hmm. I think in certain aspects, it looks more of this tradition, and in certain times, it looks more of that tradition. But I, I like that. I like that it's like I'm not I, I get to give life to both things right you know in that sense because you're taking what you learn from both yeah and and and, and 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 all of the you know that you know I think when I think of Chinky I, I get the discipline you know when mm -hmm. I dance for him it was definitely got discipline there you know <laughs> <laughs> and you know Kealoha Kalama at a younger age is wanting to listen to Hawaii music and how it sounded then that's another thing we should talk about and this is for like the musicians out there but um, I, I, I love that. I think Hawaiian music needs to come back harder. I think they, our musicians out there gotta keep keep recording Hawaiian music and and maybe maybe thinking about listening to the past again, like what mm -hmm. that what our kupuna sounded like, so we can bring bring that back so our younger generations know what Hawaiian music sounds like. Because right now they turn on the radio and it, you know they got the it's got the reggae vibe to it with the Hawaiian songs or whatever, and that's cool. That's cool too, but. You know, when I was growing up, I'm, I'm listening to 1420 AM, right? And yeah. and I know all the words to the songs because I grew up listening to it. I didn't, you know, have the CDs or the records. I just listened to the radio, and that's how I know all these Hawaiian songs. But my kids don't have that opportunity as much, you know. So I, I see that my our generation's facing that issue. How will they know what my music's supposed to sound like? It's kind of like... I, my friend's dad is a musician he told us one time it's like think of the bands or the musicians that you like are you like that you kind of want to or that inspire you and go back one step further and look at the bands who inspired them right right right, right. I mean so I mean like for the current musicians they might be looking back to bands from 
exactly you know, like, like that. <laughs> it's like not even that far yeah, away. Yeah, you need to go a few more steps <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in that case and find out where it all comes from. I think that ties back into what you're saying is look at the old melee. Yeah. Because that's probably what inspired the people that they were listening to that inspired them, them to get to into it. music. Right. I think that's always important is to look at who your inspiration was inspired by. Yeah. It, yeah. You know? But that'd be cool if, if, um, if we could start, you know, hearing more of that kind of on just on the radio period. I don't even know how we could get that to happen. I mean, they got some stations now, like the, I mean, yeah, they get um, the Molly station. Yeah, they yes. do the one where the whole program, they speak in Hawaiian. Right, right, play. right. I, but I'm just saying, like, our, the choices on the radio stations, like, oh, yeah. when I get in the car, my kids are like, you know, popping into like, oh, like, yeah, yeah. 1.3, and I'm just like, yeah. I mean, I love me some good music like that, but I want to be able to turn it to and you know, thank God my 105.1 is still hanging in there. <laughs> you know, no yeah. But you know, even that, it's a challenge for them as a station to to keep keep people listening. So they've got to pay that in your contemporary music. It's almost like you need to find a radio station that isn't going to be dictated by ratings or what. Yeah, you that's know, not, a bigger yeah. company. I think that's, that's never going to happen. Yeah, right? no, yeah. <laughs> but that's why, that's why podcasts, we have podcasts are, are awesome. And like Pandora, like I mean, they have so many you know old what? classics loaded up on there that you could listen to some. Should, find some cool stuff on there. You should do a podcast with my dad. That would be cool. I don't know if I'm professional enough. He might. <laughs> that's a little. I would be nervous I, I, for I that I can help one. facilitate that. Yeah, I probably would need you to be there. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Yeah. You know what would be really neat is to like Uncle Cyril, Pahinui, you know, my dad, any of the any of those guys that are are, are still around, you know, like I don't think anybody's like, or, or Eddie Kamae. I think my dad and Eddie are like the only ones still alive. Oh, I know. I'm sorry, Uncle Cyril and Uncle Martin, but from that original crew, Uncle Gabby, whatever. My whole thing is that I don't know if like these kind of interviews are are out there for people to hear from. Maybe people that they might want to hear from. I mean, I don't know if anybody from Palau would listen to this, but yeah. I, I think they probably should. I mean, I they know, could right, learn, right. You know what I mean? But <laughs> that's kind of my thing is. Even if one person hears this and takes something and it for does something for them positively or gets them That's to the want goal, to do right? something, it's always the goal. Even if it's just one person, it's funny. Even, Whoever you are out there, yeah, we hope you thinking of you get it and thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you for listening. <laughs> I gotta say that one every time because if you made it this far, how long have you been going so far? Fifteen minutes. Oh, on. not bad. Okay, not bad. it seems pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, but is there anything else you want to? A message for the cakey. Yeah. Well, actually, going back yeah, before we end, I mean, before we end it, I mean, to going back to like music and stuff like that. Your daughter seems to be very. Which one? In that Moana. Oh no! Yeah, number two. Number two. She's very <laughs> seems to be kind of getting into that. She's she is. She's getting more she's into a, this. She has her own. She has her own. Um, she definitely has an opinion, and I think that's wonderful. But I I have to think. Um, thank the the teachers and the and the, the leadership at Halokumana for that you know they they are the ones and because she's spending a lot of time her her daily you know school hours she's spending with these wonderful people who, who are leading her in that direction and 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 that not to say giving her the opinions that she has but giving her a, a place to take in information that of what's relevant to her life right now as a Hawaiian and that I think that's what it is. She's not just as a as a, a kid growing up in whatever, yeah. but as a Hawaiian child and what her future looks like, and giving her the information 
exposing her to the, the things that are happening around her and allowing her to make a decision come up with her own opinion. yeah and 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 then to watch her to watch her on her own decide that she wants to go down to the capital and stand out there and and oli and just like they're so hot hell man hot hell no <laughs> it's, it's a lot of pride there too like because we want to see our, our keiki take the next step forward yeah. and, and it's nice that you know with our busy lives so she's able to do that I saw on the, was it the OEV TV? I think even the Protect Monica, the Instagram pages, mm -hmm. they did, had some pictures up from the March in Waikiki. Oh, yeah. And she was right oh, in the yeah, front holding the right sign. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> I went, I tagged her in. I like, oh, oh, I got to see that. Yeah, was, she, uh, yeah, that's she, awesome, though. She's, she's definitely one. And, and, it, and it, you know, not, I definitely want to say it's not. It's not for, so she can be out there on the Instagrams or the, yeah. the pictures. That she, she, um, she wants to be there because she wants to make sure that her our, our people survive yeah, I think it's so yeah. good that that at a young age that she's learning that now you know what I mean at any it's, age it's, you I'm, learn it. I think right. as long as it comes to you and you get it but, and, and it, as I said we talked very early on in this conversation about like those people who who are out there making the noise mm -hmm. because she, that picture of her her friend or whatever from whatever school she went to before might go, oh, how's my friend Moana? She's out there. What is that about? Yeah. And and we'll have have opened a, a door for her for that person to say to find out more. Yeah. So that's 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 the whole goal. I mean yeah. that's the point. So I was just gonna say, um, you know, recently we got to go to Wan Manalo and we participated in a, in a, a kind of an event summer solstice called the Hoika People. Yeah, and um, I just wanted to share it with folks out if you get a chance to like look that up or whatever. Um, it was in support of Mauna Kea, but it was really cool for me because I got to hui with some other kumuhula and we and we did exactly what we talked about earlier about our, our goal. Our goal is to make sure that we that hula stays the same and that our traditions continue on. And we got together. We talked. We talked about. Um, well, they talked about what mele to do, and and we worked together, and we and we we did that, mm -hmm. and it was like that's that's the kind of stuff that we got to be doing as hula people, as hula practitioners. That's how we can uh, contribute to to the movements, these aloha in the movements, or anything that we believe in to protect our our, our ourselves, our, our our people, um, to have that kind of thing. And but the my point of this uh, telling this story was. I, it was a perfect um, venue for my homeowner to have that experience. To, if they couldn't get to Mauna Kea, if they couldn't get out there because they work, or if they couldn't do anything physically, like they, I know they feel it, but what can they do to show that, not necessarily what side they stand on, but they support that something needs to be done. And they could come out while we're on this island, you know, and do something that was spiritual, that was hula related. That that um, that was connective with other halal and and as a as a unified people say our um, you know say our message. How many different halal were there? Quite a few. Um, I, I watched some, some of a lot. The, I watched some of the online streaming. I was supposed to go, but I didn't make it. Yeah, but I, I was watching <laughs> it online from the they had it, the live stream on the yeah. OEV TV. Yeah. So, but I saw so many kumu. There were quite a few, um, yeah. and and there, that wasn't everybody. There were a lot of a lot of our generation people, but Auntie, um, I gotta thank Auntie Elena Alahaini. 
Kalamahini for, for organizing that. It was actually her vision. And she wanted to see all these Pahu and these unified people, not what halau you come from or whatever. And that's why we all wore the same kind of kihei. It didn't, we didn't differentiate ourselves by, by our, our, you know, our distinctive logos or whatever. Um, and we all just came as uh, a united group. But um, was the black and red? Is that like that was, the color symbolic of? Yeah. Well, I think I think it was more red. I can't speak to what her purpose was, right. but I, I feel yeah. like red is you know coco, red is um, protest. You know, red is red is I think oh whining mm -hmm. like this is happening, and that and I think the black for like the the echo that you know that's happening. I think that that was the the idea, um, but it was kind of neat. It was a different, a whole bunch of different hala. We did pahu and on all kinds of mele, and other people shared. But um, it was neat to see like larger hala and those people that they've graduated and they bring their students, and yeah. you could see traditions of hula. There were actually like lineages there. Yeah, there, and it wasn't even everybody. I mean, it was it, it was a hard it was a hard day. It was on Father's Day, so. To think how many people did come out and how many we could have had, you know, it, it, it it's gonna grow. And we'll have an, another one and another one and another one. This, it, these things have happened before in the past. There, there was one called Ilio Ulo Kalani, and that's still kind of there's a, a lot of other moments. Um, I was lucky to have been a small part of some of those way back when I was younger. And those were all. Although in... that had to do with like gathering rates. I mean, and it's a perfect time we have issues with. They were. Um, um, the government was trying to. I think there was a bill that was trying to stop um, Native Hawaiians from being able to, to gather. Really? Like what? And it, it, I, I can't remember now what it was about. It was something like you have to go to your own ahupua. But anyway, it's beside the point. It, it didn't go through. But we came together and was like, you can't. Because for hula people, that's just that's just totally. <laughs> not okay. Yeah, so you, you know, we wait. can't go up. We can't go and gather the things that we need to make to make our hula come to life. Yeah. You know, or or for the, the for the hunters and you know, there's a, there are a lot of people that it affected. So, so it was moments like that that it that that's what was a perfect space for us to come come forward and go. Okay, no, that's we need to talk about that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like we do with this one. Still, I think it's still happening. We're still in the in the midst of it, but hopefully. I think we got a lot more people. I've 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 read a lot more things on on on, on in this controversy and about and the different sides, different viewpoints, and it's really hard. It's really hard when you start to really look at other people's views and the, what's factual, what's not factual, and you, you can't really. It's hard because you can't really rely on on media to no, to you never can no, you know. Never. But but that's but that seems to be the only place anybody ever gets anything from anyway. <laughs> I think that it's with this one too. It's because be, there's so much emotion involved yeah. because it is regarding so sacred, sacred lands and stuff. That it, I mean, I don't know too much about it, but it seems like with some people, I'm glad we had this conversation. But it's more they come from an emotional standpoint, and I'm trying to educate myself on what's like what's happening. But yeah. it's more like it's, it's hard when it's emotions like, are involved. Yeah, a lot of the some people are just like, well, f them," you know. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. Kind of like, No, no, no. Wait, wait. I want to know like why f them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, that that and that's the tough part is when people are super emotional. 
that's that's us. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just blood. talking about feelings, man. That's yeah. all, we're all about the feelings. Everything is everything we got is our feelings. <laughs> And I wouldn't have it any other way. If it, it, you can't have them up there chanting without emotion. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. Know? And, and and what a, and that is the what, the best way to, to express themselves through Oli. Mm -hmm. That's how we do. And I don't think we. Yeah. Well. Yeah, anyway. Right. Well, I think anyway. that. that was, <laughs> Long one. Thanks, yeah, guys, for listening. Yeah, thank you for sticking in with us. Hopefully, we'll be a little more organized and thought next <laughs> no, time. No, yeah, I think as these go, they'll get better and better. I'll yeah. get more. I'm gonna mind a couple more sit downs. <laughs> yeah, we'll do these. We'll do. We'll do more with okay. you. We can talk about try and get more topical, I guess, and stick to one thing. But yeah. this is a good one just to try. So thanks. Thanks Thank for you, Eric. sticking. This is Eric for the podcast with Kumuhiva. Aloha, mahalo. Right. Thanks, you guys. Bye. All right, we'll have to end up. <laughs>